you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addison's. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. You're joining me for Wednesdays with Will, and I'm your host, Will Addison. I have a great show planned for us today, but before I get into that, I just want to make an announcement. As always, like I share, the Marriage Family Life Conference 2023 is coming up. Coming up next year, <laughs> July 6th through the 8th, here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, it's just going to be a great time. Man, I'm looking at the lineup of speakers that we have and the people that, that are coming as a, a part of this conference, and you don't want to miss it. Uh, we, we have some uh, information coming out real soon just about the conference, um, so you'll be able to register real soon. And so just be on the lookout for that. But the Marriage Family Life Conference, make sure that you, that you put it on your calendar uh, July 6th through the 8th uh, so that you can have off from work so you can be here with us. I tell you, it's every year, it's like a family reunion. You have like-minded individuals coming together just to uh, encourage one another, great speakers, you know, things happening. We have the uh, Youth Apologetics track that's for ages 4 to 17. So we have something for the children. It's not just juice and crackers. We really desire uh, to to uh, give them uh, apologetics and the ministry opportunity there. Uh, so it's not babysitting, but they're going to also learn and, and take in information. And so it's just a great uh, event for the family. So we always say this is for the total family, the whole family. Even, even if you're you are single, you can come. If, if you are uh, if you are single, you can come. If you are um, married, come. Blended families come. You know, just everybody you can come. You know, so it's not exclusive for you know just just married couples or just families like in in that way that you have you know mother, father, and kids. But man, everybody, whole family. You know, if it's just you, come. Come on, there's something for you. And uh, I believe that God will help you even uh, if you're not married yet. There's information there that will help you if you desire to get married. And so uh, we, we're looking to expand things. And even in our teaching, you know, we've been talking about having things for all groups, you know, and we can't uh, uh, fit everyone. But, man, we could do a good job of trying to, like, meet the needs. And so Marriage Family Life Conference coming up uh, 2023. Uh, I've heard from a lot of people that have been to the conferences before. And it's just a great time, you know, and I praise God for that, because one thing that I always pray for uh, with the conference is that it would always have a feel of like family. You know, sometimes you can go to conferences and things like that and it can feel pretty stuffy. And I don't like that. And I'm not a big conference person (laughs) either. So, you know, I don't just go to conferences. But if it's going to make an impact, if it's going to be something that, man, you know, it's going to be just something that's going to enhance my life and draw me closer to Christ, man, I would go. I would go. And so if you're, you're able to come, uh, just mark that on your calendars and, and just listen up intently because we're going to have more information about that. Also, if you want to uh, listen to us, you can listen and you can actually watch the broadcast. If you're on our Facebook page, Aaron the Addison's, you can watch the broadcast live on our YouTube page as well. Our YouTube channel. Let me say that right. Uh, just search Aaron the Addison's. And so um, and if you 
want to email us, just email us at addisons at AFR.net, addisons at AFR.net, and uh, we'll try to get back with you. You know, we get a lot of emails and things like that, but we do strive to answer those questions as we can. So today, I'm excited for today's show. I have a good brother, man, that's going to be on with me today. Uh, his name is Gabriel Parker. Now, if in, if you have been following Aaron Addison's for a while, if you were an Urban Family Talk listener, you've heard Gabriel uh, many times. Um, and even on our show here, you, you've heard him before. He's been on. But he's uh, a brother that was a part of BSAC. If you remember the BSAC radio show, the Biblically Sound Artist Coalition, uh, he was a part of that. Um, and so, you know, he was very committed member of the, of that group and, and did a lot of good things. And, and even now, as he's making music, it's still God-centered music. It's still, um, you know, Christ-centered. It's still going to have the message and the content that you're looking for. But he's a husband, a father. He's a pastor of the Path of Revelation Church. We're going to talk a little bit about that um, and how God called him to, to pastor. Entrepreneur, you know, I know he, he does many things, man. He's a very talented guy, Christian rapper. He's a host of the Path of Revelation podcast, um, and he, I'll tell you what, I wanted to have him on because I wanted to highlight different ministries, like I had my brother Jerry Rayner on, and we talked about some things as far as ministry to the young people that he's doing. I have some other things that, that's in my mind lined up to do, you know, to bring certain people on, but I want to bring Gabriel on because he has his finger on the pulse of what's happening uh, in the culture, but from a biblical perspective. And that's right up our alley. That's something that we talk about all the time. So I wanted to bring him on. And so just to throw out some different topics to him, you know, I, I gave him kind of an outline of where we're going to go. But when I bring on uh, people like Gabriel, like Todd Shannon, man, they have such a, um, a great handle on, 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 on situations, on things that's going on. And I just would like to throw out different things and just kind of talk about it. So that's what we're going to do today. So, Gabe, are you on? Hey, hey, what's up, family? What's going on, man? How what's you doing? What's going on, man? <laughs> Great, man. It's been, it's been a minute, man. I'm, yes. I'm excited to to be on. Yes, yes. With you, man. Man, I'm yes, excited sir. to have you on, man. And uh, it, this is a a show I'm looking forward to because I know we can talk about a, a wide range of, of, of different topics from a biblical perspective. And you address some of this stuff on your podcast, man. And I want to put that out there because people, if you're looking for a podcast, you know, something else to put in to subscribe to that you, you're a podcast listener, where can they find your podcast, Path of Revelation uh, podcast? Yeah. I mean, any way that you listen to, to podcasts, mm-hmm. um, Apple podcast, Spotify, uh, YouTube, um, that's something that I've really been striving to build up. Um, over the last year or so, okay. um, where now with every episode is we have video. Um, so yeah, man, any, okay. any way that uh, you listen to podcasts, it's, it should, it's available. All right. So make sure you subscribe to that, you know, make sure you, you subscribe. Uh, he, like I say, he has good content. Uh, the things he's talking about are very relevant to what's going on today. You know, recently he was talking about the whole Kanye and Kyrie and, you know, the statements that they were making and, Different things, so it's just a it's a it's a really really uh, uh, on time podcast. But tell us a little bit more about yourself, specifically your journey that led you to obey God and the call to be a pastor, man. How how did that come about? We talked a little bit, but man, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought maybe five six years ago that that was a route you were going. But man, that's what God has you. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most most of you guys um, are familiar with uh, formerly group my um group that was path of revelation yeah uh where we we ended the group i want to say 
the end of 2019, right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, just just different directions. Um, Matt felt like the Lord was leading him in a different direction, and right. and and he and I are still best friends and brothers or whatever. Yeah. And when when, I, when we first started the group, um, Path of Revelation, um, we always knew um, that it was bigger than music. Mm. Um, and, and, and I wasn't expecting to, to start, uh, path to revelation church. Yeah. I didn't even know <laughs> it was, I knew that God was calling me to be a pastor, okay. but I didn't know it would be path of revelation church and okay. how the ministry came about was, I want to say about a year ago, year and a half ago in the thick of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, a couple of young ladies, um, um, reached out to my wife who, um, Matt and I, when we did campus ministry in college, we actually led them to the Lord. And years later, these young ladies reached out to my wife Mm. on, on Facebook about doing a Bible study. Um, and my wife didn't really know them, but she knew that they were friends of mine. And she was like, what do you think? And I was like, well, we're, we're locked in the house anyway. <laughs> um, and, you know, fellowship and getting in the word, I'm, I'm not going to say no to that. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, y'all go ahead and do y'all thing. So I was like, that's their thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and they, they consistently uh, did Bible study every Friday, um, every Friday consistently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be coming in from work and they were, diving in the word and then slowly but surely they begin to pull me in mm-hmm. <laughs> and ask questions and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And during that period, Will, um, we, we felt like the Lord was, um, my wife and I felt like the Lord was leading us, um, out of our home church, mm-hmm. but we didn't know where, you know, mm-hmm. so we started looking at different ministries that we were, that we could transition to. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the ministries um, we were actually really seriously considering joining and getting busy. As a matter of fact, I had actually said, Hey, we just go join and we'll, we'll serve here for, for however long God wants. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll transition into what, what God is calling us to. And right. I feel like right when, I made the decision for our family to say, Hey, we're going to join the church. I felt like the Holy spirit was like, no. Mm. And, and it was, a and, um, it was, a like, I, it was undeniable. Yeah. It was an undeniable. No. And, and with that, no came instructions and, and, and direction. Wow. Like the Lord was saying, now is the time. Wow. And, wow. and, and I, and when I shared it with my wife, she was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so, um, I, I shared with our friends that she had been doing the Bible study with. They were like, we were just waiting. We were, we ready. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and, um, and, um, I had a couple of other, um, friends who over the years w- would tell them like, Hey, whenever you start the church, we with you. Yeah. And, and so, um, we took a whole year with the core team and, and we just met prayed, broke bread together, mm. loved on each other, dived in the word for a whole year. Um, 
um, just loving on each other. Yeah. And then um, we took that time and um, our first public official public service was mm-hmm. back in October, okay. I believe, October. Okay. So, yeah, man, that's wow. where we are right now. God has been doing some miraculous things. Wow. Um, for sure. God's, it, God's favor has been evident. Man, man praise God. And, sure. you know, when God calls, you know, you you have to obey. And, you know, he, he knows yeah. how to get our attention and how to for us to know exactly uh, what he's saying at what time, the timing of it and everything. But I want to ask you, man, just on the same vein of, of church, because, you know, uh, being a pastor is a, is a high calling. Um, I just want to ask you, before you became a pastor and you were just kind of looking out at culture and looking at even just looking at the church, what are some of the issues that you thought uh uh, were major issues concerning the church. And then after becoming a pastor, have your view changed on those issues? Or do you see some other things that need to be ad- addressed, you know, within the church? What, what What's your view on, on the church? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a very unique question. Um, and I, I, I don't think my views have changed mm-hmm. that much. Um, I do think I'm more compassionate towards people. Okay. Um, since stepping into um, a head pastoral role, yeah. because I, you know, as 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 you do life with people, um, um, you you see that not not everybody's situation or story is the same, mm-hmm. and and I think sometimes from the outside looking in. People can have the same symptoms, but they can be stemming from different roots. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is you can look at two different people who are dealing with a particular struggle or sin. And we all know that we're sinners and everything, but but um, the psychology behind why people think the way they think and really um doing life with people and mm-hmm. you find out not everybody's the same and mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that i'm learning but i think one of the biggest issues that i see with the church um that hasn't changed is there is a is a need for sound doctrine uh-huh. there is a need for discipleship wow um the the great commission doesn't change let's you know hold let's saying? let's hold that thought right right there because we have this break coming but uh, this is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will, and I'll be back right after this. Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will, and that's Path of Revelation with Believers. And I have one half of Path of Revelation on with me, my brother Gabriel Parker. And before uh, we got to that break, you were talking about the great need 
uh, in the church today, and you mentioned discipleship and things like that. Go ahead and continue with what you were saying. Yeah, the, the, one, the one point of view that I don't think, and again, I don't think from pre-being a pastor to now post-being a pastor, I don't think my views have changed um, foundationally at all. Right. I think from the church um, lacks solid discipleship and really sound doctrine. Mm. Um, I believe that though the, that is where the need is. Mm-hmm. Um, to to make disciples that look like Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and and to have a a sound theology. Um, I think that a lot of our theology and many of our churches are man centered. Are mm-hmm. are and what I mean by that is we'll we'll use scriptures, um, we'll talk about Bible stories, mm-hmm. but the the script we we kind of frame the scriptures and the stories around how they can benefit us mm. more than how they can glorify God. Yeah. And and, and so that's where I, where I see the need at mm-hmm. and that's something that we're committed to at Path of Revelation. Um we we believe in the gifts of the spirit, mm-hmm. we believe in the move of the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. um, but we 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 want to have a nice, healthy balance of head and heart is mm-hmm. what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, head being the intellectual side, but yeah. heart being the 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 love and 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 being open to God having His way and moving how He wants. Yes. Um, I think a lot of times a lot of churches lack a balance. Yes. And I, I always say the Holy Spirit is the great balancer. Mm. <laughs> He's the one who, who balances us because I think a lot of times uh, many of us um, can get into our um, theological circles. Yeah. Yeah. And we put limits on. on Holy Spirit, yeah. um, for fear of being a black sheep, right? For fear of being outcasted from yeah. our theological circles, and and that's something that um, I'm working to be free of. You know, man, you make a, you, you know, make God, a, you make a good point. Way. You make a good point there because I think there's two like extremes. Like you extremely on one edge, you know, where it's all intellect and all head and all, you know. And then all, either you're on the other end where it seems to be all emotion, you know, and to to be yeah. a body of Christ that operates in spirit and truth, you know, uh, to be able to, to, yes, there are things we need to know. There's, we need to defend our faith. We need to understand the scriptures. And, you know, but at the same time, the Holy Spirit is still speaking. It's moving. Things are happening. I think you're right on, on point uh, with, with that as far as a need uh, in the church. And I want to even jump down a little bit because um, I've been seeing and something that we wrestle a lot um, on this show is amongst believers is I having our identity in Christ. And it seems like there's so many other things and distractions that seem to come in uh, to take us off of that. Like, you know, whether it's uh, ethnicity, you know, whether it's politics or whatever it may be, you know, it seemed like, there's always something to kind of knock us off of 
you know, understanding who we are in Christ. Have you been seeing the same things, you know, as far as believers and in, in some of the things you've been surveying that that seem to be an identity problem within the church? Absolutely. Um, I think when Christ is not the foundation, um, we we are idolaters by nature. Mm. Um, in Adam, we are idolaters, you know, um, and, and when we're outside of the second Adam, Jesus, we look for identity in elsewhere. Yeah. And and one of the things, you know, you know, whether it's political idolatry or ethnicity ethnic idolatry these are things that are prevalent uh in the church mm-hmm. um, um not just outside of the church but even within the church right. and i think when all, when the george floyd stuff and mm-hmm. you know just the, uh trump in office mm-hmm. these these different it, um instances um i believe brought a lot of things to the surface that mm-hmm. has been deep deep um in people's hearts mm-hmm. and i i view it as an opportunity yeah. you know i i don't whenever negatives rear their head mm-hmm. um the way that these things have i view it as an opportunity for us to be like praise god we can actually repent of this yeah how many times is it that we have things that aren't revealed or things that aren't made clear. And I think it's a blessing when issues can be made clear because now we can address them right. with, with gospel centered approach. And, you know, one of the things that um, I often deal with um, from a, a apologetic standpoint is the rise of the Hebrew Israelites. Mm. We, we, we see this, we see, um, this move in the Hebrew roots right. that is really um, rushing through the black community, um, kind of like in a way in which the the nation of Islam did um, during the civil rights era. Yeah. Um, but but you know, if if it's not if, if Christ isn't the focal point, it's a red flag. Yes. Yes. You know, one hundred percent. It's a red flag. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And and I'm seeing what you, what you're talking about. Um, and I know some of our listeners may not you know know the the scope of that, but there is real a uh, really a uh, I don't want to say a resurgence, but acceleration of like and especially in in what quote unquote black churches of this identity as being Jews, and that there are people who are in Israel who are not really Jews, but it's just this whole thing. And but I'm seeing it also in the church, <laughs> like I'm seeing some some things yeah. in the church where that's sprouting up as an as an idea. Now it has been there for a minute, but it's, it seems like it's gaining more traction. And I know with what Kanye West was saying and Kyrie Irving, and and they were saying that they are Jews, so they can't be anti-Semitic and things like that. It kind of gave some some uh, mainstream traction uh, to to this whole thing yeah. of Black Hebrew Israelites. And you want to talk about that? Yeah, you know what? I I don't and and I want to be careful because I understand not all Hebrew roots people mm-hmm. believe the same thing. Right. Right. Um I actually I don't have a problem with someone who thinks they're 
um, an Israelite. Right, right. I don't, I, if you believe you're an Israelite, look, I'm about to argue with you <laughs> yeah. on whether or not you believe that. Yeah. My problem is when that takes precedence yes. over Christ yes. and, and alienates other people groups yes. or you think that makes you more special or favored than other people right under a under a new covenant right um i that's that's where the problem comes in and really with with the whole hebrew roots uh movement a lot of people who who believe along these lines mm-hmm. um the door has been open for for these type of false doctrines because mm-hmm. the church has not does not have a robust Christology. Wow. We wow. we don't we don't we talk about Christ and what he's going to do for you. Mm. He's going to bring you through. <laughs> he died <laughs> right. for you, yeah. you know. Yeah. We, yeah. we say things like that but we don't talk about who he is. Mm. We don't talk about him being God manifested in the flesh. We don't talk about, like, I, I was thinking this earlier. Most, and I almost made a Facebook post about this. Mm-hmm. Most people, including many people who profess Christ, don't know the gospel. You're right. It's not enough to know that Jesus died on the cross, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is you can know that Jesus died on the cross or know know the story of Jesus dying on the cross and not understand Mm. the legal ramifications of Mm. it. Mm. Why do I say legal ramifications from it? Because when you think of a judge, right, when you're guilty of a crime before the judge, you stand before the judge he gives you a sentence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And 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 when you stand before the judge, you pay for the crime. <laughs> um, you pay for your crime, right? Right. Where right. whereas in the gospel, we are guilty, but and, and comes on the scene and lives the perfect life that we couldn't live, mm-hmm. but takes on the sin that that we owe. Yeah. Now most people assume that, oh, because Jesus died on the cross, I'm going to go to heaven. <laughs> no, it's it's faith in Christ. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's receive, how, do you, how do you go to heaven if you don't receive the gift that's been given to you? Mm. And so people, like we don't have a, a, a robust theology of who Christ is mm-hmm. and really— we preach a circumstantial theology mm. in a lot of our churches. Mm. Um, we talk about haters, how God <laughs> is going to make your enemies your, yeah, your footstool. Yeah, we, we we teach yeah we teach relationship messages. If they don't mess if they don't mess with you, they they ain't good. They ain't meant to be good for you. They not going where <laughs> God is taking you. Wow. And everything is always about us, us and our elevation. Wow. And in the process of we, us hearing these messages, we are left completely clueless to who God is. Mm. And what happens is these type of messages set us up to believe that God exists to serve us and move on our behalf. Mm. 
yeah. and not us exist to live to glorify him wow. and exalt him. Yeah. And so when, when our theology is set up like this, what it does is it opens up the door for more false doctrine. It right. opens up the door There's a vacuum there. for yeah. more cults to come in. Yes. Because... The gospel, there's no, there's no foundation in the gospel. And so now when these courts come in and they say, do you know who you really are? <laughs> well, yeah, child of God, no, you are Israelite. Right. You, are, you are descended of one of the 12 tribes of Israel. <laughs> they, we are the chosen people of the book. And, and, and it opens up the door for, for, for these courts to come in yeah. and these different um, movements, and it's not just Hebrew Israelites. Even right. during um, the pandemic and a lot of the shutdown, and and even the we're seeing re- leftover remnants. There has just been a movement back to outside of the Hebrew roots movement. There's been a movement back to um, African religion, mm. Uh, mm-hmm. witchcraft, and, <laughs> and praying to ancestors, and all of these things. Because people are really looking to fill a void right. that the church has been unable to answer for them. Wow! And it, look, um, it's a, it's amazing that you know I'm, I'm thinking about just the the Hebrew Israelite piece, and when you look at the Apostle Paul, he said, really knowing Christ was all to him, like all that other stuff, he he counted as dung, you know, uh, and and he yeah. listed out all that stuff, and like you're right you see this rise of like the, the praying to ancestors and the using of crystals and all this kind of stuff where people used to be, you know, where they said that they were Christians and they went to church, but they had moved away from, from God. And I think you're right. It's largely because they don't, they didn't have any anchor. They didn't have an anchor. They didn't have the scripture. They didn't really yeah. have robust teaching, you know, and sound doctrine. It was just a lot of fluff and a lot of, you know, ain't he all right type, type preaching, you know, where they didn't get yeah. the substance, man. You, I think you're right on that. Yeah. You know, what, what, what a lot of people, and, and this is going to help somebody who, who may be on the fence mm-hmm. or, or, or entertaining, uh, any form of Hebrew Israelite theology. Most, most in my encounter with with many Hebrew Israelites, um, some of which I, I, I call friends, they don't really understand what it means to be chosen. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that, we know you. I'm. We know that the scriptures were given to Israel. Mm-hmm. We know that um, that God spoke to Hebrew prophets, and the and the laws and the statutes came to Israel. Yeah, you're not gonna get an argument from me on that. Um, I, that's Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But understanding what it what what it meant for Israel to be chosen, and what that meant. Is, is important. Mm. God didn't favor Israel because they were better than other people. Right. God chose, it. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> it, I would argue the only reason why Israel is special is because of Jesus. But that's a whole nother show. <laughs> um, but Israel was chosen um, to be a light to other nations. Look, Gabe, we have a... We have we have another break yep. coming, man. Sorry about that. But we're going to get back into it no, right no, after. All right. Okay, right after this break. This is Aaron Addison's here. Stick with us.
It's easy to mock if you've never seen it pouring. They like, we've never seen rain before. They hear you come saying God sent us gonna pour. So we choose our way and reject salvation, though it's priceless. The same reason was stone a prophet, but the sort of psychic. So please remember when Noah was the butt of the joke. But when the flood came, those who left was chasing his boat. But it was too late. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Wednesdays with Will and have my brother Gabriel Parker on. He was talking about uh, Israel. We're going to get back into that. Um, and I'm thinking, Gabe, about the scripture in Deuteronomy in, uh, 7. It says, The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any of the, the peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But because the Lord loved you and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers, the Lord brought you out by a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. You know, therefore, that the Lord, your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousand generation with those who love him and keep his commandments, but repays those who hate him to their faces to destroy them. He will not delay with him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. Therefore, you shall keep the commandment and the statues and the judgments which I am commanding you today to do them. And so to your point, uh, Gabe, it wasn't because they were a special people in that way. As a matter of fact, God said he, they were the least, and, that, and that, that's how he got glory out of that uh, as well, you know, by calling the people who Absolutely. were not a people, you know, uh, as his people. But go ahead and, and, and finish what you were saying. No, even amen to all of that. All, Amen to all of that. I think to add to what you're saying, with them being chosen, mm-hmm. um, Israel... Um, the, the, the promises that were given to Abraham, mm-hmm. right? That, hey, I will make you a great nation. Um, and, and, and in Galatians 3, it gives context to the promise that was given to Abraham. Mm-hmm. And it basically lets us know that it was all about Christ. Amen. And that, they, that, that Israel was chosen yes. to be a light to other nations. Amen. Amen. To show them the true and living God. That's right. We see we see Gentiles, foreigners being grafted in as early as oh, yeah. um <laughs> Exodus twelve. Yeah. In the Old Testament. Yeah. And so when you make being chosen about oh God loves us more than other nations or God loves mm. us more than other people, mm. you are missing the whole purpose of That's the gospel. Right. That's right. That's right. You're, mi- you're missing, <laughs> you're missing the whole purpose of the gospel. Like even, even in, um, at uh, Romans five and mm-hmm. even acts 26, um, where, 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 um, apostle Paul is talking about how, through one man, we all became sinners, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but through one man, we're made redeemed. And the one man that we know that he's talking about where we become sinners is Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam wasn't an Israelite. Right, right. Uh, all, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right. What's unique, though, we see that Jesus who is a Hebrew, of course, Mm -hmm. is referred to as the second Adam Mm -hmm. to undo what the first did. (laughs) So my question is, when Adam sinned, 
did it curse all of humanity or just Israel? Mm. No, it cursed <laughs> all of humanity. Right, right. So if Jesus is referred to as the second Adam, how could salvation, and I know not all Hebrew Israelites believe that only Israel will be saved, but mm. there are camps and sects of Hebrew Israelites that believe only Israel will be saved. Mm -hmm. Well, if Jesus is the second Adam to undo the first, and, and, and the first Adam curses all humanity, how could Jesus only come for Israel? But wow. that's a whole nother show as well. <laughs> that's and a great so that's it, a great point. It, we, <laughs> it's it's this stuff my my without getting into all making this show about Hebrew Israelites, right, but back right. to your original point, <laughs> um, and how all this ethnic idolatry and I would yeah. even say political idolatry oh, as yeah. well. Oh yeah. But these things come in the church yeah. when Jesus is not enough. Right, right, when right. Je when Jesus is not enough, when the gospel is not enough, we look for for things to pacify us mm. and, and fulfill our fleshly desires. Wow. Um, and, and we we just stack Christianity on top of it. Wow. Um, man, and, yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you're right. You're right on. You know, when when Jesus Jesus is not preeminent, when he's not. The, the focal point everything else becomes the focal point you know it's like a vacuum there and and distractions abound you know and you made a point about the doctrine uh within the church some of the you know we know that they are a doctrine of, of devils you know that 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 we see happening even now we know that there are churches who are operating in so many different uh, uh false theologies and different things you know um i want what i want to do I want to play a few clips if we have enough time here. I want to play a few clips and then cuz and it all pertains to the church and I just want to get your response, you know, as you uh hear the clip, you know, you could say, "Well, I agree with that." Or you could say, "Man, this is an issue I, that I see with this" or whatever it may be, but I want to play, I want you to hear and then we'll come back. How are you leading in like how are you leading in this effort to yeah. try to change the narrative or are you just saying you know what this is what I'm going to do and help my help the people that are in my congregation how are you making sure that more people think like this or at least have this type of conversation yeah. so that they can try to change their thought process yeah, because I'm mindful that I'm not after Christians I'm after people who don't go to church that and a lot of churches are just recycling people from other churches. That's not who I'm after. I'm looking for people that smell like weed. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm at their place, Rashawn. Here's, no, 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 really, is New Birth is the largest land-owning black church in America. Wow. And so my position to my deacons is why aren't we not raising cannabis? I'll be able to bring in black males they're able to do it legally. Mm. I'm teaching them farming. Oh, my God. I'm helping them to enhance the ecosystem. Uh, th th this is the kind of conversation. So if the guy, black boy in Bankhead said, they grow weed at the church, where do I join? Yes. I don't need no pamphlet for him. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> he coming in. He coming in. And that, that's the group that I'm going after. Uh, all right, Gabe. So this was... Uh... Pastor Jamal Bryant, and he was on a, a show being interviewed, and this was part of the interview where, you know, he was basically saying this is a way that the church today could be relevant and how we can reach, you know, people that uh, are seemingly, you know, to some unreachable. We have to do these different things. And he talked about 
you know, growing cannabis and, and selling weed, you know, showing them how to grow weed and, and stuff like that in the church. <laughs> what are your thoughts, man, about that as we talk about, you know, giving out sound doctrine? <laughs> what do you think about about something like this? Yeah, Jamal <laughs> Bryant, man, he, he has a track record of, of being uh, what we would call pragmatic yeah. um, and, and really unbiblical. And I, I, he's one of the ones that when the scripture says to mark and avoid them, to mark them, mm. you know, I would consider him to be a false teacher mm. and a flat out wolf, mm-hmm. um, according to the scriptures criteria. So I want to be clear with that and not sugarcoat that. I think he's very uh, dangerous, um, but I think that he has a following um, because as Paul uh, warned his son in the gospel, Timothy, as he was preparing him, he says, there comes a time where, when men, men and women will not endure sound doctrine, mm. um, but they will gravitate with, with itching ears. They will gravitate to teachers and, and, and people who will tell them what they want to hear. And so I think that um, false teachers and false prophets, number one, like Jamal Bryant, have a following because there is a demand for them. Mm. Um, I'm a firm believer that God gives people what they want. Yeah. God ultimately gives everybody what they You're want. Right. Right. Um, if you want God, <laughs> if you want God, he will give you himself. Yeah. Um, but if you want your own desires and your own will, he'll give you a false prophet. Mm. He, he'll, he'll, God will give people what they want. And so to the, to the, the thing about cannabis in the church, this is the problem. The gospel isn't enough. When we have <laughs> right. to come up with all these tactics, hey, let's just grow weed so we can reach the weed heads. Man. Like that that doesn't make the gospel. It is the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation. Yeah. I am, for I am unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. Amen. And so, um, I actually did a show on cannabis mm-hmm. and weed. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, on the Path of Revelation podcast is episode seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I would encourage anybody to listen to that episode. Um, I do believe that uh, cannabis has natural uh, uses for medical mm-hmm. uh, circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I believe that's its true purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but however, uh, when it comes to recreational, uh, marijuana or cannabis use, I believe that's when we're getting into, um, witchcraft as, as Galatians, um, talks about in Galatians, I believe five, where it talks about the, the, the fruit of the spirit and then the works of the flesh, right? Mm. Um, one of the works of the flesh where where we read in Galatians, I believe five and sixteen, or it's it's in chapter five. It talks about one of the works of the flesh. In English, it reads witchcraft. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But in the original Greek, the term that's being used there is pharmacia. Mm-hmm. It's where we get the word pharmacy from. Mm-hmm. You know, in English. Um, and when you understand the historical aspect. From a biblical standpoint, the reason why witchcraft 
and pharmacia are interchangeable in the scriptures is because when when the witches and the soothsayers of that time wanted to manipulate people and give people a word, they would give them drugs. Mm. They would give them potions so the spells can have greater effect on them. Wow. And, and this is why in the scriptures we, we, we always see throughout the scriptures is warning us to be sober-minded. Uh, for the enemy yes. walks around seeking whom he may devour. What does Jesus tell the disciples? Watch and pray. Yeah. That lest ye enter into temptation. Right. That word watch, is, it speaks to sobriety. Right. It speaks to alertness. And, and so anytime a preacher like Jamal Bryant encourages growing weed and to pull in weed heads, he's actually... Uh, really operating in witchcraft mm. and 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 manipulating people for personal gain, um, and some people might look at Jamal Bryant because I know he does charity and stuff for the community, but I look at it like this: it's no different than the drug dealer giving out gifts <laughs> around Christmas time <laughs> and passing out turkeys. Right, right. The the good that you do, it's a, it's a it's a manipulative tactic, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I'm gonna I I I give to the community, mm. so that so we can overlook all the bad doctrine, mm. the the seductive doctrine, the manipulative doctrine for good works, and that's that's a part that's one of the effects of a man centered theology too, wow. because wow. now. My good works, you can't question me because of my good works. <laughs> you can't question my theology because I do more for the community than you do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so <laughs> it doesn't matter what I say about Christ if I'm doing good for the poor. Mm. And mm. don't get me wrong, that's a part that we're supposed to bless right. Right. the poor. Right. We're supposed to... Um, bless the widows and the orphans. Right. Like we should be doing that. Those those are byproducts of us being redeemed and by and 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 and, and a part of the gospel. Right. Right. But those things are not meant to excuse false doctrine. Right. And manipulative right. tactics. And so that's my two cents on yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be nice, but Jamal <laughs> Bryan is out of his mind. <laughs> basically that's it yeah yeah no man thank you so much man I, you know i appreciate everything that you said on that because look we have to take it back to the scripture and i i did watch that uh episode of the path of revelation podcast on on uh you know cannabis and, and stuff like that you and you broke it down you showed the greek words you showed like what it really meant and stuff like that so i was i would echo that you know go and subscribe to that podcast the path of revelation uh, podcast with Gabriel Parker. Uh, any other way that people can get in touch with you, like a um, website, email, or whatever? Um, you can you can follow me on on um, social media, Gabriel Parker, okay. or follow the church page um, at Path of Revelation Church. Okay. Um, you can email us at porchurchnow okay. at gmail.com. That's how you can follow me. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on with me. Uh, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing. Until then, God bless.